Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. A torrent of thoughts came upon me a few days ago. Whenever those kinds of thoughts begin to flow inside me, I know I'm about to receive from the divine dimension. They actually come as questions about things I think I know. However, once those thoughts begin to flow, it doesn't take long for me to realize that I don't know as much as I thought I did. This is because the questions begin to shake the very foundations of the concepts I believe had already mastered. At this point, I become open to receive new wisdom from on high, and not long after that, light begins to flow. A full cup cannot receive further content. The reason why people don't receive is because they believe they have it already. So when the new comes, there is no space because the old has taken possession. I have learned to let go of old ideas the moment they don't stand the test of logic anymore so that I can receive the new. That's why I believe God challenges me with questions to make me drop the old ideas to make space for the new light about to come in. Those thoughts that puzzled me on that early morning was on why man as a species tends to always seek to be more than he was created. Why is it that of all things created, only man seems to think he can improve on creation? Mankind feels ashamed of their bodies, so much so that rising within them is a need to cover their bodies with clothes that they feel represents who they are better than their natural bodies. Why are we embarrassed about our bodies? Why do we feel the need to cut our hair, brush and shave to beautify our look? By the way, who told us that we are naked and not already beautiful as we are? Where do these convictions that make us feel it can be better come from? And how come God doesn't appear to be upset that we are ashamed of his creation and feel the need to cover it? How is it not an indictment against our maker? The story in the book of Genesis 3 says it happened after they ate the fruit from the second tree. But it doesn't say where the information or the idea of nakedness came from. They couldn't have seen other creatures wearing clothes because other creatures were exactly as they still are today. And Adam and Eve were the only humans. I remember the story said that God asked them a question. Who told you you are naked? That's the very same thing I want to know now. Who told them? 
because the serpent said nothing about being naked. I cracked a joke with a friend not long ago that maybe that second tree is the cure for madness. But even a person who is cured of madness still has to learn through observation. I believe, as I have stated in previous episodes, that the first three chapters of Genesis is an allegorical presentation which presents much deeper matters in a simple form, making it easier for anyone to relate to it. Therefore, every detail about that story tells of things far more complex in reality. As I brooded over these questions in my heart, the light of knowledge began to shine in me, and the answers began to gradually develop in me. You see, the opening of the eyes of mankind after eating of the fruit from the second tree was obviously some kind of awakening. They suddenly became conscious of certain things, things that had always been there, but they were not conscious of them until that awakening. Many years ago, I heard someone say that Adam was covered with glory at creation, but then became naked after he ate the fruit. However, the Bible did not say so. Moreover, the question God asked after the incident happened shows that nothing had really changed about them except their understanding. Had there been glory before then, God will not have needed to ask them who told them. It would have been very apparent, so evidently nothing at all was different except their attitude towards their bodies. The truth is that the human form is actually a thing of beauty if compared with other creatures on the planet. I wouldn't say it is the most beautiful, but I can say we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yet, humans feel the need to cover it up. Not just cover it, but upgrade it. This means that deep inside the core of every human being is the feeling that I am more than this. This discomfort that humans feel about their natural bodies proves that there is a higher self within the physical self. That higher self, when it becomes conscious, feels the need to bring the fleshly container in which they find themselves to something that resembles the level of their true self. Man is not flesh, but spirit. We only live in this shell. Coming from a much higher dimension, we find ourselves born in the body of a mammal, far below the refinements of where our spirit originates from. Basically imprisoned in this casing, we are given the task of living out our human life in time while the true self exists in eternity. While we operate within the normal things which every other mammal on the planet operates in, we breathe like every other animal, we eat, we pass out waste from our bodies, we have sex and procreate. Yet, 
seeping through into our consciousness from higher dimensions are capacities and values from that higher self. So for man, existing in multiple dimensions often creates inner conflicts, balancing being made in the image of God, yet existing in the physical as a mammal in animal flesh. Desiring to be true to the inner self, yet having to fulfill the needs of the house in which we live in. This dilemma is dramatically captured by Apostle Paul in Romans 7, from verse 18 and 19, and it reads in the NIV version, For I know that good itself doesn't dwell in me. This is in my sinful nature. For I have desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep doing. And then in verse 24, Apostle Paul cries out, Oh, what a wretched man I am! Who will deliver me from the body of this death? The truth is that we exist in multiple dimensions as humans. We can only try our best to manage these contradictions as best we can. We cannot do away with our bodies because it gives us access to function of the physical realm. The body is animal and primordial in nature, but not evil. It has its needs and those needs are a necessity for its survival and well-being. As undesirable as some of those needs may be to our divine self, we must strike a balance in which we recognize in our minds the need to function in multiple roles, just as we exist in multiple dimensions. As Christ said to his disciples, Give unto Caesar what is Caesar, and unto God what is God's. Though we are one thing, we must function in many spheres. It is very clear man wants to cover the physical body in an attempt to bring it closer to the reality of the true self. Spirits are clothed in glory, so man wants to mimic that glory physically. It's just as Christ prayed, let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. It doesn't end in clothes, it just started there. This is the same force that has driven all the innovation and technology. That's why man was not satisfied living in the bush. We insist on building more and more glorious surroundings to mimic the glory of our reality. It appears as if man as a creature was made to manifest the glory the spirit onto the physical. That's why man functions in three dimensions, the spirit, the soul, and the physical. Which is why at the very beginning Elohim declared, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. Our purpose is to create on earth even as God creates in heaven. So from day to day, month to month, year to year, century to century, and millennium to millennium, man has continued to make great strides 
on our journey to manifest the divine in the physical. As it is written in the book of Romans 8 from 18 to 21, and it reads in the NIV version, I consider that our present sufferings are not worthy comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Yes, we are created to be agents of development, bringing all things out of corruption into glory, making things we find on this earth more like things that exist on high. So don't be scared of being creative and innovative. Even when they say it's not possible, go for it once you see the possibility. You might be the one to make that change. A savior, a deliverer. Not from slavery under men, but from underdevelopment and backwardness. Do not be limited or bound by religious bonds or free your mind to innovate. This is the purpose for which we were made to manifest in this physical world. Do not listen to those who desire to return to the old days, but be your ringleader among those driving creation towards a glorious future. Be who you are. Be a God in the f- manifested in the flesh. Thank you very much for listening. And God bless you. We hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support, and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.